0: welcome. My name is Maddie and I am the host of the Babies and Boundaries podcast. This is a podcast where we talk all things postpartum boundaries, navigating difficult family dynamics after your baby is born, and protecting and promoting the mother-baby bond. What better way than to have the very first episode of my podcast be all about postpartum boundaries. This episode we are going to talk all about how to set and enforce boundaries to ensure that you have a peaceful postpartum experience. So whether you and your partner have already sat down and come up with a plan for your postpartum boundaries or you're pregnant and you haven't even thought about it yet, I think this episode is going to be super helpful so first let's establish what kind of postpartum boundaries am i even talking about a big part of postpartum boundaries is going to be your who and your when. Who is going to be present and when are they going to be present? Are you going to have your mother in the delivery room with you? Are your in-laws going to be showing up the second your baby is born? Is your aunt Susan going to be stopping by with a hot casserole right when you get home from the hospital? It's super important to consider when you are going to be having visitors postpartum and also who those visitors are going to be. It is absolutely okay to have different sets of rules for different people. It is perfectly normal that you're probably gonna want to see your mom a little bit sooner than you're gonna want to see aunt Susan with her casserole if you've already had a baby before you know how postpartum goes but if you've never had a baby it's a little bit difficult to even begin to imagine what postpartum really looks like and so it's kind of hard to know when you might even be up for visitors If you're really not sure and you would like to feel out how things go after you have your baby, I think it is more than okay to tell everyone in your family that you will let them know when you are ready for visitors. There is absolutely no pressure to give anybody a hard day or time when they can come visit. And especially if you are a first time mom, I think this is a really smart move because like I said, you just don't know what you don't know. I could have never expected that my postpartum was going to go the way it went. So a little backstory, we decided that we weren't going to have any visitors at the hospital and for the first week that we were home from the hospital. And that first week we were home with my son, I mean, I can't tell you how many times me and my husband looked at each other and said, wow, I am so glad we decided to keep it just us. Something that I was just absolutely not prepared for because I had never breastfed is just how breastfeeding a baby is really just not compatible with having a bunch of people over. I truly had no idea how frequently my baby would be nursing, so it was a very big shock to me. He also had an extremely painful latch, and so my nipples were incredibly sore, and I like physically could not even put a shirt on. Like the thought of a shirt rubbing up against me simply made me want to pass away. So I was just like not clothed for that first week that I was home. (laughs) We also had an incredibly difficult start to our breastfeeding journey so my son was born with a tongue lip and cheek tie and like I said his latch was incredibly painful. He had a very hard time transferring milk and we spent the first couple weeks of my son's life in and out of like 10 different lactation consultant visits. He had a tongue tie release. We had to get body work We were also triple feeding at one point. And if you don't know what that is, that's when you literally have to nurse your baby, pump, and then supplement them with the pumped milk. It was truly just like a nightmare ordeal to get through. We made it through that nightmare of the first couple of weeks after he got his tongue tie release. Breastfeeding was so much better and we are still going strong at eight months. But the point of that story is if you are planning on breastfeeding, I would just really try to take that into account for your timeline of when visitors are coming. Also if you have any inclination that someone is going to be coming over who is not supportive of your breastfeeding journey girl don't let them over because breastfeeding a newborn is already incredibly difficult and the absolute last thing you need is any discouragement if anyone even mentions oh you should just give them a bottle so I can bond with them Bye. They are like banned from your postpartum. Anyways, now that we've talked a little bit about the when, let's talk about the who. I think it is so incredibly important in the early days postpartum to surround yourself with people who are truly there to help you. You are going to need help cleaning your house, running errands, preparing meals, entertaining any older children if you have them. And the absolute last thing you need is someone coming over to hog your baby for hours on end. That is not helpful to you. Now, if you are comfortable with it, people can hold your baby. There's nothing wrong with that. But I truly take a huge issue to people thinking that they can come over and just be posted up with this baby for hours on end. That baby needs you and you need that baby. You are meeting your baby for the very first time. Other people need to understand that and be respectful of that. So if you're getting vibes from people throughout your pregnancy that they are strictly showing up for selfish intentions to hog your baby for hours on end, I would not take that lightly and really take that into account when you are coming up with your postpartum plan. Another important thing to consider is how long do you want these visits to be? I know this can be a little tricky for those of you who have family that don't live in the same town or state as you. That was my case. My parents actually live in a different state. So when they came, they did have to stay for the weekend, which I was totally fine with. But if you have relatives that live out of town and they you know, are coming or flying in or driving in from a long distance and they're going to be staying for several days, one, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking them to get a hotel. I mean, you and your partner, and your baby need your space and if they get a hotel that can really help the visits not be super long but if you don't have people coming in from out of town if you just have your family who lives in the same town as you coming or even if you know they're like an hour or two drive away I really recommend keeping visits short and sweet. Unless they're coming over to like clean your house for hours on end and like meal prep for you, like I said, nobody needs to be coming over and holding your baby for hours on end. The only person your baby needs to be bonding with is you and your partner. And it's just not helpful for someone to hold your baby for hours. I can understand as a newly postpartum mom needing a break to like shower or grab a bite to eat, but those activities only take like 15 minutes. Speaking of holding your sweet baby, let's talk about some boundaries regarding that. First, I want to establish that it is absolutely appropriate for you to tell people that you are not ready for them to hold your baby yet. Just because somebody is coming to visit you postpartum does not mean that they have to hold your baby. And it is also perfectly reasonable if you only want certain people to hold your baby. For example, I would definitely consider things like, do you want young kids holding your baby? Our rule of thumb was that nobody under 12 years old could hold our baby. Also, take some time to consider what dynamics are you comfortable with when people are holding your newborn. Are you comfortable with people walking around while holding your newborn? Because I know I sure wasn't. I really think there's absolutely no reason why anyone should be walking around and especially walking away with your baby. I think it honestly only just carries a risk of, God forbid, tripping while that person is holding your baby. And I've heard the argument of, oh, well, I was just trying to calm the baby because they got fussy. Uh, No, if that baby is fussy, return them to their mother. And I especially do not think any elderly people should be walking around holding your baby. Y'all, I was an ER nurse for four years. If there's one thing that people over 65 know how to do, it's trip and fall. Okay, literally the most common thing I saw in the ER was an older person over 65 tripping and falling. So yeah, Papa doesn't need to be walking around with your two-day-old baby. I think it is perfectly reasonable and acceptable that you ask people to sit while holding your baby. And honestly, that's like literally what I have always done when I've held somebody else's newborn baby. Like anytime I have met somebody else's baby, I am sitting on the couch next to the parent stiller than a statue. Okay. I, I am not moving. So where people even get this nerve to start like Usain bolting it out of the room when they're holding a newborn is just like truly beyond me. Speaking of older people, um, if there is one thing older people like to do, it's kiss your baby. Y'all I don't know what the boomers were doing back in the day, but I guess just smooching a newborn was a thing. I personally would literally never, ever put my lips on a child that doesn't belong to me, but a lot of boomers would. I would be very, very clear about a no kissing rule if that's the direction you want to go, which I I really do recommend that. I'm sorry, there's no reason why anybody should be kissing your newborn. To me, it is only a risk for a serious illness. I mean, there's just no reason to do it. So when you're sending out your postpartum plan, I would absolutely include a no kissing rule and I would remind people, like if you are letting someone hold your baby, when you are handing your baby to them, remind them, hey, please remember no kissing. I've heard quite a few stories about mothers or mother-in-laws just completely disregarding that rule and kissing the baby anyways. And to me, that is just grounds for them to get out of my house and to not return hard and fast rules on the kissing thing y'all also I can't even believe this needs to be said but people should absolutely be washing their hands prior to holding your baby And I'm also really weird about like outside clothes. I think people's outside clothes are really gross. So an idea I got from a family member is when they had their baby, they brought home a clean hospital gown and they just had people wear that over their clothes while they held their baby. I think that's a genius idea. And it can also protect your baby from everybody's like perfumes and body lotions. So we actually asked people not to wear any perfume or cologne if they were coming over to meet our newborn but not everybody listens. So, you know, putting that hospital gown over their clothes and their cologne can actually, you know, just add an extra layer of protection. I'm a crunchy mom, by the way, if you didn't know that. So I don't like fragrances. (laughs) The next thing I want you to be really clear about for the people who are coming to visit is what they can do for you that is actually helpful. I think a lot of people actually really like being told how they can be helpful rather than them having to ask, like, oh, what can I do for you? A super easy thing to ask for, honestly, is a meal. I think everybody coming to visit you postpartum should at least be bringing some sort of food item and just letting people know, hey, we're going to need some help with meals and cooking. So if you're coming to visit, if you could just bring a dish, that would be super helpful. I would also convey to them about the need for helping around the house. You do not need to be doing chores of any kind. So please ask the people who are coming over to help out with these things. Another boundary I would really take some time to consider is Are you comfortable with letting other people handle parenting duties such as diaper changes, feeding, bath time, etc.? Because a lot of times, especially with grandparents, they have this vision in their head that they are going to be doing some of these things and maybe you're not comfortable with that. And that is completely valid. My husband and I actually handle all of the parenting tasks. So like I said, my son is breastfed, so I am the only person who feeds him and we are the only people who change his diaper, give him a bath, etc. So let's talk about how you are going to convey this vision or your boundaries to those closest to you. I really think it is a very good idea to send all of this information in a text or an email. We personally sent out an email to both sets of our parents with our expectations of what things would look like, and it was very well received on both sides. I think sending the email is a really good idea because it really gives you time to sit and think and type out, you know, your boundaries and maybe the reasoning behind it. Because you have to remember, especially for a lot of older generations, We are kind of doing things a little bit differently, right? This generation of moms is doing things a bit differently than the boomer and the Gen X women did. So some of these boundaries might come as a bit of a shock to some of your family. And that's why I think having that space and that clear head to type and explain everything is a really good idea. And this is something you can do in your second or your third trimester and just think of it as one of your pregnancy to-dos. I know there's many, but (laughs) this is an important one. So let's say you have crafted this wonderful postpartum boundary email. You're feeling great about it. You hit send and the response, oof, the response isn't good. If your boundaries are not being well-received by your family, first, I just want to say I'm sorry that you have to deal with this because no pregnant woman who is about to enter into one of the most should be exciting time in her life should be having to deal with difficult family dynamics and conflict i know it's just a really difficult situation to be in but i just want to remind you of something i want to remind you that you are not responsible for people's reactions to your boundaries the only thing you are responsible for are the boundaries you choose to set and how you convey them You and your boundaries did not cause that reaction. That person's thoughts, experiences, and expectations are what cause their reaction. And if you struggle with people pleasing, I know this can be so difficult. I have struggled with people pleasing my entire life. Boundaries to me were always super scary because that meant there could be some potential conflict and conflict was always bad. So after you send that email, let go of any expectations and if people want to be mad about your boundaries, simply let them. Your postpartum is not about pleasing other people. It is about ensuring that you have time and space to rest, recover, and bond with your new baby. All right, now let's talk about actually enforcing these boundaries, right? So the time has come, your baby is here, your people are visiting, Who's gonna be the one enforcing these boundaries? Well, first off, let me say, I hope that there doesn't even need to be any enforcing. I hope the message that you conveyed to your family was enough and they don't even attempt to try to cross these boundaries. But unfortunately, I know the world does not work that way. I wish it did, but it just doesn't. So this is really where partner support has to come in. Your partner needs to be nothing less than the protector of your boundaries. Your partner should literally be your postpartum bouncer, okay? He's at the door checking IDs. Because you know what? When you are recovering from childbirth, the last thing you need to be do is being on people like, oh no, please don't kiss my baby and having to stress about these things. So partners, please, this is where you can really help out. So what do you do when you're in the really unfortunate situation where somebody just simply refuses to respect your boundaries? Let's say someone is absolutely adamant on kissing your baby on the lips or continues to harass you about quitting breastfeeding so that they can give the baby a bottle. Or behaves like a kidnapper when they are handed your baby and runs away from you. I am a firm believer that people who blatantly disrespect you and do not honor your postpartum boundaries do not have a place in your postpartum space. The most important thing is you resting, recovering, and bonding with your baby. And if there are things interfering with that, you got to get them out. And I know it's hard. It's really hard when this is family- maybe even close family, but you have to protect yourself and your peace and your mental health and your baby. I hear from so many women who tell me that situations like the ones I just described directly caused their postpartum anxiety, their postpartum depression, and your mental health is simply not worth that. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. If you want to see more content like this, be sure to follow me on Instagram at organically.maddie and on TikTok at maddie.